What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Generation Podcast, a place where we talk about sports, science, and technology. We're your hosts. I'm Blake. And I'm Will. And today, we're going to be talking about the future of certain technologies and terraforming Mars. Oh, yeah. Okay, so how this is going to work is we're going to... So one person is going to ask the other person that what, do you, what do you think the future of a certain technology is. For example... Cars, okay? Okay, so do you want me to answer the cars? Okay, yeah, we'll start with, what well, What do you think the future of cars are? Well, obviously, I think electrical vehicles okay. will start um, becoming very popular because Tesla is now very popular. Mm-hmm. It's keep growing. Um, what's it called? Uh, Volkswagen, which is not just Volkswagen. It owns multiple other companies. Yeah. Is now going all electric. So mm-hmm. Bugattis are not making production cars anymore because mm-hmm. that would be way too much. But Lamborghinis are, and they're owned by Volkswagen. So an electric Lamborghini. That's, That's going to be sick. sick. Yeah. That's so sick. I think um, you, you can expect a lot of electric vehicles now that the big companies are trying to go all EV. Um, I think... A lot of autopilot. Yeah, so self-driving. So self-driving. I think by the time we're in our 30s, yeah, we most cars drive. will be, like, we probably won't have to drive very much. If I think, I, can. I mean, Tesla is, like, rumored to make cars that don't even have steering wheels. I That's kinda not think true. that No, it's rumored. Really? What? Is there yeah. any proof? It's rumored. Okay, okay. Um, I think that that's a bit extreme. I think... I know. I think you should I, I have think, the option. Yeah, you should have the option. Because some people like to drive, right? Agreed, yeah. What's interesting about Tesla is they have two main features about why one would buy the car. Well, not main, but one I of them is electric. Teslas are fun to drive. They are. They're actually... I love going in Teslas. My friend has one. It's the so second reason is you don't have to drive Teslas. And so also, they're kind of contradicting. And also, right? bonus... It has a big dashboard that you can play Mario Bros. on. So, yeah, it's really unrelated. But it, it will, it's it's fun fact if you want to buy a Tesla now. Oh. Okay. So, electric. It's electric. So, I think, have, like, in, in, not order, just Tesla's. in order for electric to be the future, I think having more charging stations is... Yes, key. but well, as, that's... As common as gas stations. Because right now, the average gas car can go about... 400 to 500 miles, miles on, a single, on a single tank of gas. And, like, if you want to get the best of the best gas, tar, gas, gas car, it can go 700 miles. Yeah. Very, very best. What are you doing, Will? I am just tight- typing in Remember the Titans because I like that movie. And, okay. I'm, and I'm looking up the credits. Um, As I was saying... Anyway, okay. On a re- more related note, I think we can expect a lot more electric vehicles, which... Um, so Tesla, if you didn't know, has the biggest building in history. Yeah, the Tesla Giga the Gigahertz factory. factory. It makes more batteries for cars. Yeah. Um, than the world has ever seen, and they're making it exactly. in a yeah. year. Lithium ion batteries. So, obviously, with batteries coming out, Tesla's charging stations—not just Tesla, but there are like other Toyota. Yeah. There's Toyota charging stations because like Priuses are electric now. Well, the, the, yeah, like Electrify America charging stations. So, I think, te- like, three years ago, there was not a charging station. You couldn't find them for your life. 
Mm-hmm. Now there's you can you see them. Yeah. So I mean, it's as not was, as good like as I was saying before, it should be. But it what be. I was saying before is there's two key, there's two keys. One, electric cars are going to be need to be able to go as far as gas cars, and we're close we're close to that right now. Like I was saying before, your average gas car can go 400 to 500 miles on a charge, right? Tesla's, and you can you can get an electric car that goes 400 miles. Yeah. Like a long range Tesla. And how? No, but. One of the main issues uh, right now is people think Teslas take so long to charge. Which is... They take, like, 45 they, seconds. They 45 minutes for a full charge. Yeah. Obviously, that's, like, if you actually put that into proportion, that's crazy. I mean, it's... It, yeah, it's it's longer. But it should be... If, and if, also, if if, ten, if the electric vehicles are going to take over the world, they have to start, like... Yeah, but, like, I think within the next... Five years, years yeah. five years, five, three five years. years. We'll, we'll give it we'll, a we'll, generous five years. We'll be, electric cars will be just as good as gas cars when it comes to range, right? Yeah. So, but range isn't the only thing, right? Charging stations is another big one. I mean, yep. right now, you can find Tesla charging stations, Tesla superchargers. You can find one within range of you, right? Yeah. And I you mean, can also, one of the benefits, benefits of having an electric vehicle is you can leave your house every day if you have a garage. You can charge it up in your garage every night, and you can. It's like a night. It's like an iPad, you know. Or yeah. Phone. You can leave the house every day with a hundred miles in the. That's I mean, and like I think it's like a hundred miles is like ten minutes. Yeah. Minutes. And charging charging to one hundred percent is pretty inefficient. So typically, you only want to charge to eighty percent. Yeah. So that which that, is so like three hundred twenty-ish miles, and also. At this, the last twenty percent takes the longest. So if you only want to charge up to eighty percent, it's going like to be far minutes, yeah. shorter than charging to a hundred percent. Okay, so, so I think I should probably ask you. Okay. What do you think the future of um, here? Let's go planes because this is a very. This is like, like electric planes or just any future of planes. That's not what we have right now. Is still pretty abstract. So, what's your take on that? Um, electric planes. Yeah, or not electric planes, just planes in general. The future of planes. Oh, okay. The future of planes. Well, there's two options for. Well, I mean, the future of planes. In regard to what? Right. That's my question to you. Yeah. In regard to techno technological advancements. So, like, I mean, I think technological advancements also. Like, what, if we were to go, I mean, like, uh, use a different energy source other than, are we using, like, jet fuel? yeah, jet fuel, which is, like, oil, right? Jet fuel. Yeah, I mean, jet fuel. Um, but, like, yeah, if we I use another energy yeah, okay. source, okay, so how uh, would that, like, let's it, break like, this, let's pros and cons. Yeah, let's break this up into two sections. Sure. Technological advancements and more renewable mm-hmm. options for aviation. Mm-hmm. So... One of the there's two options for greener flying, right? Yep. One of them is advanced biofuels. Oh, fun fact: Blake wants to start his own green air nonprofit company called Green Air. Well, it's just an idea. Anyways, there's two options, right? There's advanced biofuels and electrofuels, which essentially is fuel, right? Mm-hmm. So you can you can we kind of talked about this before in our last in our last, in our last episode, but Essentially, it's kind of like biomass, right? Like we were talking about before. 
And so in doing so, all of that fuel, when you burn it, it's not going to be detrimental to the environment. Mm -hmm. But it is more costly. So that's one of the downsides. The second option is electric coins. And that's when you have a battery inside yes. the plane. So that takes off the risk of the plane engine overheating mm-hmm. or burning out. Well, batteries can overheat. That's true. It takes out the risk of a plane engine bur- bump catching fire. Okay. No, that's not okay. Okay, well, okay. Let, let me explain the benefits of having an electric plane. So to start, if you have... And the downsides. And the downsides. But we'll start um, with the benefits. Yeah. So... The heavier the plane is, the f- the or the lighter a plane is, the further it can fly. That's right? true. That's just how well, and the physics yeah. works. Okay. So, and the thing is, batteries are unavoidably heavy. They're, They're heavier very heavy than gas tanks. So, it electric planes just naturally they can't fly as far as big commercial jets, right? So you can't fly. 6,000 miles across the world. But if we use this proportionally, if you use this proportionally, you could make the plane bigger. No, but that would just make it heavier. I know, but actually but you're right. Be the bigger it is, the more batteries you need. to, And then that means you need more batteries to keep the plane in the air, and that's just that's more weight. Yeah, no, that's true. Mm-hmm. So right as of right now, the technology isn't good enough to be able to do these long-range flights, right? Whether yeah. it's co- across the country or across an ocean. Just electric planes right now can't do it. Electric one, planes are still very, I want to say rare, but like yeah. it's not, the people are not being transported by yeah, electric Yeah, planes. right now you're not going to see an electric plane flying in the air. But the technology is there and they just need to be built and bought by companies. So yeah. basically, the electric planes, can they can only go a certain distance, distance right? And I, I forget the exact number. I wrote an article, but it's I think three hundred miles right now, which is charge. it's it's less than a car. Like it yes, but it's obviously much quicker. much faster. Yes, because so, and, like and that's the benefit of flying. It's, yeah. it's a lot quicker. So that's why there's you that trade. Take planes to Alabama instead of driving. But. Um. So. So so if so, what's interesting is that electric planes are actually better for short flights than gas planes. But for long flights, like... Yeah, right so now... So if you want to take an electric plane to, like, a long place, you have to do a ton of cutoff flights. And I don't know... I mean, that just doesn't make sense right now. Yeah, and, and also it would be a lot more money. And can it fly overseas? We should yeah, talk about that. Provided, providing that, this, that, it's, that you can refuel and it's the right distance. Yeah. I mean, like, no, but, like, if you were to take a jet, let's say you were at, like, California Airport. Or not California, because that's the other side. Let's say you were in JFK, okay. and you wanted to get to, say, London. You could not you do, cannot that, do that. that right plane. now, right now, you could not do that in an electric, electric plane. Because you can't refuel in the middle of an ocean. That would be so cool. And, like, you know how, like, fighter jets, they can, like, refuel midair? That's crazy. Yeah, but that's, like, you can't, you can't really, You can't really do that with... An electric plane. Yeah, they, they don't do that with commercial jets either. Yeah, they don't. They but do it has bigger... Jets. Yeah, well, fighter jets are different. Different yeah. species. So, as I was saying before, electric planes are cheaper than... Or are better than fuel planes for short, shorter distance flights. And the reason for this... So, are electric planes faster? 
Um, I I don't think so. So they're like they could be. Same I, speed? I don't know. I don't know. Because it's I think that's same speed. I don't think so it's. Then why would it be? Because it's better for the environment. Well, okay, well that's one reason. Uh-huh. It's better for the environment, right? If you're using renewable energy, that is, well, and it's better for the environment. Great. Um. So but the reason. A the, few of the other reasons. Yeah, a few of the other reasons that these companies should invest in electric planes for shorter flights, as of now, is because one electric electricity is very very cheap right now. Right now. You might not think it, but the cost is virtually non-existent next to the cost of jet fuel. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's literally like. No. Yeah. So, and if you invest in something like solar panels, then you have to pay only one, you don't you only have to pay an upfront cost rather than an ongoing cost, like a monthly bill. Yeah, you just pay pay upfront, and then you essentially get free electricity for years for as long as you need it. Yeah, and there's that very large benefit, and that's one of the main reasons why. And everything is switching to renewable. Is it possible that, like, let's say on the wings of a plane, mm-hmm. there were solar panels and it yeah, would... Yeah, so that's actually been done before. So, yeah, I've seen it. It's It went, like, 11 hours. It, no, so, basically, this is off topic, but there was this one plane, I think there was a company testing something or something. They were in the air for... Uh, for, for no, they call. circumnavigated the globe. Yeah, they because a normal jet they you can't circumnavigate the globe. You have to stop and refill. Yeah. So they had solar panels on the wings, and the wings were very very long, the longest. And think about it, you're flying above the clouds, so no matter what, you'll get sunlight. Exactly. And you can just you can just fly and you can just glide. You have all you have unlimited power, right? That will then I think, and it's also renewable energy. Why don't why don't why don't commercial jets do that? You know. Um. Well. Or is it well, for this one thing? There was only there was only I think there was only room for one person, which was the pilot. So was it a very small? Plane? It's a very big plane yeah. for one person. Okay. So, so in order to, because you need all the room for all the solar panels. But can you put them on like the? Okay, wall? I don't think that solar powered airplanes are the future. I, I never said they were. I just yeah. said what would because that's would the comp- I don't think that's the okay. As I was saying. Another reason why companies should invest in electric aircraft is because, Greener. is because, well, quite frankly, the, the the cost of maintenance is so low, right? Well, what are you doing? Eating lunch. We're recording an episode right now. You eating lunch? Okay. Are you? But but I'm hungry, and hunger is an essential part of living. Well, no, not hungry. Food, food is the central part. But that's yogurt. That's the only thing that qualifies as food. Well, it's energy. Is it? <laughs> it says... It doesn't say energy on here. Yeah. Like I said. Anyways, <laughs> as I was saying, not a lot of maintenance is needed because an electric motor is very straightforward and simple, and they've been manufactured and used for a long time, whereas with a jet engine, there's a lot of stuff that could go wrong. And so maintenance costs would go down, right? Yes. And also, with a fuel-powered plane, you still need to do the same maintenance as an airport, at the airport, as you would with a long, with a longer flight, right? So so it, it, it's not, so you're, an airline is gonna make more money on a long flight than a short flight, right? Not, yeah, so. More money per passenger. So I got a question, Blake. Um, so if you were to, 
So we were on the topic of charging for cars. Yeah. How long or like what would be the charge for a plane? Or is it undetermined? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know the no- exact number. I guess I could. Do you think it. Tesla in the future mm-hmm. will make planes? Mm-hmm. Well, not. I'm I, just thinking. Because Elon Musk's goal is to make every vehicle except rockets run on electric. Electricity? Um. Perhaps I have. I don't know the talk is. I they could. I I don't see them not doing it, but I don't see them doing it either. I actually do see them doing it. I do too, but not Tesla plane. I actually could definitely see that. A that Tesla one? private jet. Would you get that? Depending on the price, and depending on my fun. job. Okay. <laughs> if I was okay. Okay, and off okay. topic. Okay. Okay, let's move move on from planes. Okay. Mm, okay, I got an interesting topic. Okay. Terraforming on Mars. Oh, I don't think we're there yet. We're not. No. Oh, my bad. Okay. How about augmented reality? This is very interesting. Wait, so this kind of is communications, like the future of communicating, right? Yeah. Um. So, and it's not just communicating on Earth because. Well, it is communication. <laughs> yeah. But communication has always been at, like, the core of human, like, yearning for knowledge, right? How we get, like, get along, how to... Yeah, starting with language. So, like, right now, language. as you know, there's, I'm going to say probably thousands of different languages. So, if... So, a lot of people don't speak the same language, is my point. Yeah. Which is very inefficient. Mm-hmm. So, this is a little bit like the solution, you could say. Yeah, I mean, in in a way. So, why don't why don't you start? So, augment. So, imagine this. It's rather than like FaceTiming somebody where you where you're looking at a person on your phone, right? Which mm-hmm. is a relatively small screen, so it's not immersive or anything. Unless you're. But what if you could, if you were just sitting down at your desk and. You FaceTimed somebody, but rather than them than them being on your phone, they were standing right next to you or sitting right next to you. See, I, this is very abstract, but I always wish if I was FaceTiming somebody, I could like you know Give go it. through the screen. Yeah, and, you know, like, we all wonder that. Yeah, it's like it's like you know. Like, yeah, I bet someday in the future that will be like you actually someday in the very distant future. But never. Yeah. So. That that seems far off, and that seems like how could that possibly happen, right? But there teleportation, are... no, augmented reality. Yes. So, picture this: you're wearing a pair of glasses that mm-hmm. aren't too bulky; they look like normal glasses, but they can project holograms into your environment. So the person isn't actually there; it's just a projection of them, and only you can see that person. There so are, it's like you're like giving a random guy a high five, but your friend is like, are you okay? Sure. <laughs> there are so many implementations for this, right? Yeah, so like I can, like I go through my So day. it's like VR, but with not as bulky glasses. Yeah, virtual reality is when you're, you're in a completely different environment. Yeah. Augmented reality is where it, it projects objects into your environment, right? Yeah. So... VR, yeah, we're so sitting cool at a augmented com- reality would be even cooler. Yeah, we're sitting at a computer right now. We are. Imagine if this computer was just projected here, right? And we're wearing glasses. We wouldn't you know. Never, you never know. We wouldn't know because we don't touch the computer. We look at the computer. Well, 
We just didn't touch the computer. Well, normally we just look at the computer, yeah. right? We don't, we don't, we don't touch it. No. We we do touch the keyboard and the mouse. And the mouse. but that that could be augmented reality. Well, and at some point, yeah. there are also these like laser keyboard things. That yeah, like what's what's cool is there's like you can there's like certain stuff that can detect. There's technology that, like, if you're typing on a keyboard, the technology can detect where they are in relation to the keyboard. And just by hearing the sound of your fingers typing on the keyboard, they know what you're typing. That's, that's crazy, cool. but that's not on Macs, right? Yeah, no. But point it's is... It's a supercomputer. Point is, you can project things that you normally don't touch, like a computer. And there would be no need for physical hardware no. other than the glasses, right? Yes. So, yeah. Okay, so that, that should be enough of augmented reality and future of technology. Yeah, we can, we can talk more about this in future episodes. But that's like a general idea. Yeah. Back to what I was saying, I think 10 minutes ago or something, we should probably start, I think an interesting topic is terraforming on Mars. A lot of people don't know what it is, and but it, is, it, it, it could be it, the future. It could be the future of humans. humans yeah. So, Dr. Positek, what is exactly terraforming? Terraforming <laughs> is the process. No, no, what is terraforming? Yeah. Actually, what is terraforming? Terraforming. Wait, now we're going to actually angle it. What? <laughs> oh. Okay, never mind. Terraforming is when, well, it, it's, it's, it's not like, it's not like something that's happened before. It's a word that we call, that we, it's a word that we use to describe Changing a planet's, um, like, bioengineering a planet so that it's having... Terra means, is Latin for Earth or planet? I forget. I think it's because terrain, terrestrial, that all means land. So, terra, forming, changing land. Uh Okay. Okay. See how we just did that? (laughs) Um, Terraforming. So, basically... Terraforming mm, Mars. Sandwiches. Willow's eating lunch right now. I am. Okay, keep going. I'll put down. Terra. So the, there's been there's talk about terraforming Mars. Yep. So that it's habitable for humans to when live. I go when Earth blows up, or when ba- something bad happens to Earth. Uh, just you know, when Earth blows up, Mars will probably blow up too. That's true. No, so it's habitable for people when they go to Mars. Yeah. The starship is going to be able to go, and they're not just going to, like, okay. live in the starship. This isn't about starship. This is, okay, yeah. So, there are, so, when we get to Mars, we need to, we need to live there, right? We, we want to set up a, we want to set up a colony, right? A human civilization on Mars. And how exactly would we do that, right? Terraforming. Well, that's one option. The other is building biodomes that... Are like Earth, right? So they're big bubbles on Mars. Pardon, Will. Big, do- big domes on Mars where, well, <laughs> where people are living. But you're not really going outside and experiencing. Mars. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just well, there are better options, if you know what I mean. For the, for now, that's a great option. If we were to legitimately go outside in Mars, yeah. If we wanted to live on Mars, right? Because radiation, right? Yeah. Right now, we we wouldn't be able to, right? But maybe if we terraform the place, or um, get people immune to actually, that would never work. 
So, terraforming. Immune to deathly radiation. So, a long, long time ago, billions of years ago, Mars had oceans like Earth. Mm-hmm. And there, there was possibly life on Mars billions um, of years ago. Yeah, yeah it's very possible because there's big oceans and there's all probably oceans. And then one day, well, it wasn't a day, but it was over billions of years. One billions of Mars's years. Mars' magnetic field disappeared because they ran out of iron in the core something like that and due to this and because of this then they were exposed to solar wind right and that basically deteriorated the entire planet and all of the water either Wait, solar wind yeah like the sun generating wind no yeah it's solar wind it's like you're moving through the universe, but without magnetic field to protect you, right? It's weird. And so basically, that's when Mars became the dry, desolate, icy wasteland that we know it as today. The red planet. Right. And what actually, the reason it's red is because it has it's all the dust is made of iron oxide, and that's kind of like what rust is, and so that's why it's red. Fun fact. Um. So you're just walking on rust. Kind of. Um, and so, how are we going to turn Mars back into this habitable, Earth-like planet, right? So, the trick is, for starters, move it much closer to Earth. That's not okay. Stick thrusters on the back end. Zoom! (laughs) Right out of this orbit. Well, okay. One of the reasons that Mars is so cold is because it doesn't really have an atmosphere. It does, does have an atmosphere, well, but, but not it, it's like... not as it's one percent of Earth's atmosphere, so it's extremely thin, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's not really gonna trap any heat, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, and in heating the planet up, we'll be able to because so all of the water that was once on Mars it can't just disappear, right? Well, according to Albert Einstein, you can't create matter. It could have been. The point is, you can just dis- make water disappear. It's, the world is not magical. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The universe. Yeah. And so most of all, most of people think, scientists think that most of the water is frozen underground, right? And in order to get that water back up and create oceans, we need to heat the planet up, right? Hence, pollute the planet. Yeah, that's kind of how it works. So, you know greenhouse gases, right? You know global warming. Yeah. So, these gases, such as carbon dioxide, methane, water vapor, they all... We should dump oil all over it. That's not how it works. I'm not. But all of these gases, they basically trap the heat inside the planet. So, if we just added all of this, all of these greenhouse gases, like carbon dioxide into the atmosphere... It would the destroy atmosphere, their ozone. It's ozone layer. Well, there is no ozone. Well, then how is it not warm? Well, no, it would create an artificial yeah. ozone. Yeah. And so in doing so, that would trap heat inside the planet, which would theoretically melt po- the polar ice caps, right? Yes. And those polar ice caps would evaporate. And fun fact, water vapor is a greenhouse gas. The most, the most, like, it's the biggest greenhouse gas in our atmosphere. And so it's like 89. I don't know, but it traps all it, the water vapor will also help trap heat. 
and that will just continually heat up the planet, and then we'll then we'll melt that water that's frozen underground, and that will create uh, heat. Well, yeah, it essentially. Yeah, and and melting the ice will create oceans as they once did, right? So that's one option, right? And that that would work, right? Yes. It would just mean we would have to bring a lot and a lot and a lot of gas over. And we have plenty of it in our atmosphere, so be I, I don't like finding. You know, I don't think because greenhouse gas is very abundant in our atmosphere, as we know. Yes. Um. So I don't think finding would be an issue. Oh my goodness. Pretzel balls. I I think I'm good. Okay. Um. So there's another option. Uh, Elon Musk's idea. You've probably heard of him. I I definitely am not. Okay. Well, he has a company called SpaceX. Really? Yeah, and they oh make God. rockets. That's at, like like toy rockets? No, like real rockets. Really? Yeah. Can I go, can I meet him? If you like. Okay, well, anyway. Yes, I know who Elon Musk is. But he's, he's out the door over there, see? <gasps> Driving his Tesla. Hi. <laughs> okay, he has a plan. And basically, if he, he's, he's, his plan is, if we put satellites that orbit Mars yep. with big reflector panels, and those reflect reflector panels will direct, redirect any sunlight that would have otherwise missed the planet onto Mars. Yep. And that's just adding and adding and adding more energy to the planet, and it'll heat it up and heat it up and heat it up. And if that if if that if we do it right, then that could start of that could have a an effect, right? Yes. And so that heat would release carbon dioxide that was frozen onto the planet, right? Mm-hmm. And so that would be carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. And that carbon dioxide would help create an atmosphere that would trap more heat. And that more heat would melt even more carbon dioxide until we have this actual, actual like, atmosphere, hot, yeah, yeah. right? And so now the planet is hot, right? It's nice and toasty. Right? But the issue is, humans can't live on it. You can't just step out, right? Radiation. Well, it's not that. Well, some of it is. Well, yeah. But you, there's a solution to the radiation, which I'll talk about in a second. But a theoretical solution, of yeah, course. It hasn't been. It hasn't been proved. Yeah. And so, we can't breathe. No, because it's, it's just greenhouse gases, and humans need oxygen to breathe. But not greenhouse. And there's no oxygen. Well, I mean, I'm sure I think there's much. There's not very much. There's no oxygen. I'll just say that. So we can't breathe on Mars. We could, we could function. We could live. We would need like an oxygen tank, though. So in order to make Mars habitable for humans without anything else, we would need to make an oxygen-rich atmosphere. How would we do that? So, there's these things called cyanobacteria. Okay, I've heard that. Um, and this cyanobacteria, when Earth first came around, it was like Mars, right? It had a mostly carbon dioxide atmosphere. Yep. So the cyanobacteria came along, and what cyanobacteria do through a process Everyone called- Everyone knows how condescending he's being- as I was saying, <laughs> I'm kidding. The 
cyanobacteria came along through a process called photosynthesis, which I'm sure you've heard of. Mm-hmm. It they turned the carbon dioxide. But there's there, it's a red planet, so not a green planet. Yeah. Like, yeah. Earth was back. Earth didn't back when before life as we know it evolved. There was just nothing, it's right? Not literally. Nothing. Yeah. And so the cyanobacteria. Fun fact: Sharks came before trees. I know. Carbon dioxide. So the cyanobacteria basically turned a lot of the carbon dioxide into oxygen, mm-hmm. for, and that and that allowed for life as we know it to evolve, right? Without cyanobacteria, humans would not exist, right? That's so true. if we can put these cyanobacteria on Mars, they can turn that carbon dioxide atmosphere into uh, oxygen, right? Yep. If and if an atmosphere is like. I think it's 5% of the atmosphere is carbon dioxide. That's tolerable for humans. Yeah. If it's 10% or more, more then it's deadly. Oh, yeah. For carbon dioxide. And we, oxygen the more. Earth's atmosphere isn't pure oxygen, right? No, it's mostly it's like, nitrogen. It's mostly nit- or, yeah, nitrogen, hydrogen, all these gases. But nitrogen is the... Yeah. yeah. And so oxygen is only about like 20% of all of the that. And, and that number is actually dwindling down. Bit by bit, from deforestation and global warming, but yeah, we I need oxygen in the Right. So how long will terraforming on Mars take? Well, the thing is, right? Nobody really knows. It could be a million years. It could be a thousand years. It could be less than a thousand years, hundreds of years, even. Um, the thing is, nobody knows because it's never been done before. So maybe we with. We maybe we could speed up the process with certain microbes or something, yep. but nobody really knows. I I I, I, I can't make a prediction myself. Um, obviously, I don't think any of us will be alive, but our ancestors actually probably not. We'll our probably, ancestors will probably be the human species will be dead. No ours. Yeah, we'll be dead in the next hundred years <laughs> at this rate. No, we won't because we're it's actually overpopulating. Okay, well, this is a topic for another, another day, uh, another episode. But I think that if the day that we have the technology to bio or geoengineer another planet to become Earth, we have the technology to geoengineer Anything. Earth to be Earth, right? Yeah, technically, that sounds so weird. But yeah. why move to another planet? if we can just do the same thing on Earth or do a similar process to Earth, right? Yes. Yeah, like, also, there's other options. Like, I mean, obviously, this is more less convenient, but Titan, Saturn's moon, right, has an atmosphere. So we could we could terraform on one Saturn's moon, right? We couldn't terraform. That's also, that would be like a 10-year trip, though. Maybe, but... Well, with current rocket technology today, yeah. maybe not in the future. Uh, we couldn't terraform Jupiter, nor could we terraform Saturn, Saturn nor could we terraform Uranus or, or Neptune, for that matter. We could terraform Venus, and we could terraform Mercury, that would but Venus work. is too hot. That would just be unpleasant. Mm-hmm. It is closer to Earth. It is closer, yeah, than Mars. And then Mercury is just... Bad. It doesn't have an atmosphere. It's so tiny. tiny. It's like three inches away from the sun. <laughs> um... Yeah, Pluto's too far away, and mm. I, I, I don't think its atmosphere is extreme. It's very uh. Isn't that gas? It's also it's like it's no, it's, it's 
Mercury, Pluto is smaller than, or no, Mercury is smaller than Titan. I think. I think. Don't quote me on that. I think Mercury is smaller than Titan. Mercury Titan is Saturn's biggest moon. Yeah. Um, and Saturn has a bunch of moons. So. Like 60. Yeah. And new moons are being discovered. Every day. <laughs> Not every day. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. New moons are constantly. Same with Jupiter. Jupiter has like 90. Jupiter has a bunch of moons. Well, at least. And, yeah. Some people say that we should terraform Mars as a backup op- option, right? For so for, for, yeah. for in, in case like, or we could have two planets. I think that would be awesome. I'm all for that. Um, that would be cool, actually. Very. But if people are saying like, well, it's like college on Mars. Say, Mom, I'll see you in a few years. Well, yeah. Um, and uh, say for example, an asteroid hits Earth, and we would have to. Who is that? I don't know. But they're ruining our episode. No, I'll go delete it. <laughs> Pardon that. Anyways, as I was saying, that's another phone. Whatever. What? Pardon the noise. Close the door. Off. Brief break. <laughs> okay. And we're back. Brief break there. Um, like I was saying, if if we have the technology to terraform Mars, then we wish we should probably have the technology to just destroy asteroids before they impact Earth, right? We should. That's we the should, movie um, Armageddon. We should have the technology to prevent any natural ways for humans to go extinct, right? Yep. So. I'm all for terraforming Mars. I think that would be sick. <laughs> but I don't think there's a... I don't necessarily think there's a... Right, like, at the... When we need it, I don't think there's a need, right? Mm-hmm. No. NASA's... Soon, NASA's going to be testing ramming a satellite into an asteroid to see if it could, like... Say an asteroid was going to hit Earth, right? Mm-hmm. NASA's testing to see if a satellite can redirect... Like, see if crashing the satellite well, into... How big is the satellite and how big is the asteroid? I don't know. But uh, that's a mission coming up. Maybe we could do an episode about that. But, yeah. Um, I think that wraps that up pretty good. On now to my personal favorite, trivia! So, for those of you who don't know, it's a best of five. If we tie, we go into a bonus round. Well, you're so loud. Your lunchbox. Okay. You want to ask me the first one? All right. I think you can get all of these questions. Right? Same here. There isn't one. There's that's one like that you should. You probably won't get. Okay. Unless you know. Okay. I feel like you would know. You, 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 okay, let's go. I don't. This one's a bit tricky. Which two countries share the longest international border? The longest. Russia. And. Oh wait, no, those are international. So that's countries. No, yeah, like, which two countries share the longest Canada border? and America. Yep. Woo! That was easy. That was probably one of my easiest questions. Okay. Okay, well, then I'll give you pretty, pretty easy question. Okay. Spell asthma. A-T-H... Oh, A-S-T-H-M-A. That's correct. Uh, you know what? I don't really know if that counts. I'll give it to you. Okay. Actually, no, you would have gotten it wrong. 
Sorry. How did I not get that? Okay. You're gonna get these. Okay, I'm gonna, okay. What was the name of the Moonlander on Apollo 11? You can get this. I know you're gonna get this. I'm not. Okay. What? The Lunar well, Eagle. Lord, the Eagle has landed. Yeah. You knew that. Yeah, I did. Okay, this one, if you don't get, what is the official end? What year was the official end of the American Revolution? When the treaty was signed. It was the 80s. 1780s. Yes. <sighs> the roaring 1980s. Was it 84? I'm not guessing right now. Could have been 84. Could have been like 86. <sighs> I'm going to go 17... 87. Dude, it started in 1776. I know. 1783. Okay, I wasn't that far off. Um, Where did I should have gotten that. Well, you're 0 for 2, and I am uh, 1 for 2. Okay. What are the three substances that, su substances that the universe is made of? Iron? No. Oh, it's substances. Sorry, I thought you said the most common part of iron. Three. There's only three. Okay, there's only that three. That make up the entire universe. That we know of. So, like, atoms? No, I'm not trying to. Okay. The mirror. I honestly have no clue. Okay. Do you want to say? Normal matter. Dark matter. Dark matter and dark energy. Come on. Okay. Let's so I'm on for, okay, you need to get this to tap. Rounded to the nearest million. Oh gosh. How many subscribers does Mr. Who's the Boss have? He doesn't have ten no wait, does he have ten? No he doesn't. He has like seven or eight million. Uh we have nine million. Eight million. So Blake's 0 for 3, I'm 1 for 3. Okay. Blake what is the smallest country in the world? Mannequin City. Nope. Vatican City. I <laughs> Let's go. I didn't. That Did was... I say Mannequin City? Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. I that was too easy like that. You, you... What is the most common fast food place in, in America? Most common fast food restaurant? Yeah. This isn't my guess. I want to say McDonald's. I think it's McDonald's. Okay. okay, we're both one for four. Okay, <laughs> the last two questions. No, Down one. to the wire. Okay. Come out. I have, okay. Okay. Which country is the largest producer of chocolate in the world? I know this. I'll give you a hint. It's in Africa. I was going to guess. Yeah. Mongolia. Cote d'Ivoire. What? Cote d'Ivoire. That's impossible, Frank. That is not impossible. I would never have guessed that. That was not impossible. Well, lucky for you, I've been saving my hardest for last. Thank you. Who founded YouTube? Uh, I don't know his name, but... I think... I'm going to say, like... 
know. I'm gonna know after you say. Steve Chen. Yes, I knew it was Chen. I knew it was Chen, but I didn't say anything. I, I knew it was Chen, but I wasn't sure. Well, why didn't you say anything? Okay. I well, should. I think we go into it. Right. Round six. Yep. Hopefully, no, we don't don't go to nine rounds like the <laughs> last time. Okay. okay. So, what you asked me? All right. You're either gonna know this or you're not gonna know. But I think you're gonna know. Oh. What does NASA stand for? Okay. I know it's aerospace something. Oh my god. I've looked this up Something Aerospace Academy. That's wrong. <laughs> Well, I'll give you another guy. Because you're pretty far off. <laughs> it's aerospace. No, it's not. Okay, I'm done. I'm on. National Aeronautics and Space Administration. Aeronautics! Shoot, I knew this. Okay. Right, for the win. Okay. What are your two main ligaments in your knee? I don't have the foggiest idea. ACL and MCL. Okay, I wasn't gonna get that. Oh, come on, dude, you should know. Around seven. Okay. You asked me. Okay, you're you're either gonna know this or not. Really? <laughs> okay. In what year was the White Sox scandal when they threw the World Series? Like Shoeless Shoe Jackson? Yeah. It's 1927. 1919. Oh my. How? Going again. You really should know this. Who wrote Charlie Brown? I don't know. Charles Schultz. I think I knew that, but I like wouldn't have said it. Round eight. Okay. In what year did SpaceX first successfully first land? Their Falcon 9 first stage. I haven't said anything yet. I haven't heard In what year did they successfully land the first stage on land? 2018. 2015. Okay. Like, if you get this. If you get this. Hi, guys. Sorry to interrupt this episode. Um, Yeah, we have a bit of a dilemma. The audio for the rest of this episode was somehow deleted and it disappeared. I can't find it. I'm trying all that I can. But we have a dilemma, and I we worked really hard on this episode, and I really didn't feel like recording it all over again. So just trust me here. I won the trivia game, okay? It went down to the wire. It kind of ended after we the audio cut off. But all you need to know is that I won, and Will's four-game episode streak is over. As for... The video, as for the video messages, we figured out that that doesn't really work. You need to create an account. So we've put a link down in the show notes where you can fill out a Google form and uh, enter your question and we will answer it. We will do all the necessary research. It can be about anything. It can be about us, whatever you want. So make sure to check that out below. And I'm very sorry. And we will see you in the next episode. Thank you.